1: Empire. Finding the right match for your collegiate career gets the LinkedIn treatment.
0: Networking for coaches is really powerful. And so they're absolutely thinking about it. There are a lot of coaches that are happy with where they are, but they also have aspirations of taking their, their skills to
1: the top That's Brenton Sullivan, CEO of Field Level, which levels the field for staffs to network and athletes to find a fit. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Brenton Sullivan was a collegiate baseball player. He then worked in an athletic department and realized quickly that finding the right athletes for a program And coaches being able to communicate with one another was, to put it mildly, lacking. So he created Field Level in the hopes of bridging chasms and helping programs and athletes find their perfect playing fields. Our guest this week is the co-founder and the CEO of Field Level, Brenton Sullivan, who is a former walk-on at USC who's become an entrepreneur. And has built what is essentially a LinkedIn for athletes and coaches to find one another in the recruiting cycles. Hey, Brenton, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, Brent. Thanks for having me on.
1: Um, okay, let's start with um, what your service is, just in general. Can you kind of give us the background of field level?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a quick background. You know, like you like you said, I was uh, I was. A- high school athlete that struggled to navigate the recruiting process and all of a sudden found myself sort of in a ma- making a choice of so what do I do next and ended up going to USC. Uh, like you said, I walked onto the baseball team, um, amazing opportunity and loved the school, but ultimately it was not the right fit for me from an athletic standpoint and was in the entrepreneurial program, wrote a business plan around um, this problem of athletes seemingly not having access to the right types of uh, opportunities to go play. And that business plan ended up winning an award, and um, you know i I you know was about to jump in and start the company, but I actually took one year to be on the other side of this problem to sort of see how colleges are looking at it. Uh, mm. took the jobs director of operations at USC Baseball for a year before launching into this. and now what we've created is a uh, a network that's connecting athletes, coaches, teams, and opportunities in sports
1: so um is this problem more so for the sports that aren't football basketball the major revenue sports of colleges or is this for everybody
0: well i think it's for everybody and it's the sport doesn't matter as much as it matters around like the type of access that you have there are teams let's take a big football team for instance they're getting flooded with athletes and they are constantly sort of looking at all this inbound attention and interest and that's a wonderful problem to have. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that they have found all of the best athletes. And so what Field Level does for a coach is it just unlocks all of these regions and areas that they might not know about. And these athletes are growing, they're evolving. And so the recruiting landscape is just shifting and changing constantly. And so it's, um, you know, whether it's a a, a big program that's looking to make sure they don't miss anyone uh that's you know all across the country and and tapping into their sort of trusted network of coaches that they're developing on field level or it's a smaller program that doesn't have that type of access and they're really trying to go out and expand their reach and and break into new areas and and showcase their school as an amazing opportunity to, to come in and play and Um, and have have a great education.
1: Okay, so take me through both sides of it. You have your experience as someone who walked on at a major university, and now we're in, obviously, a different time now. Um, Take me through the perspective of a player who is trying to get noticed by a number of different programs. What are the ways that they can go about getting the attention that they seek?
0: I think one of the biggest biggest insights that... I had during this initial process of trying to figure out how do we solve this problem was the role that a coach plays in in sports in general, but especially in the recruiting process. Sometimes athletes will say, "Well, okay, I, I want to go out and basically get exposure." That's the big word. Let me get more exposure. Let me get myself out there. Um, for those of you that before the internet, that's that's you sending you know. VHS or DVDs, and putting together FedEx envelopes and sending them off to colleges uh, as technology took over. It became, let me send my YouTube links in. Let me send my links into profiles that I might have. And so for athletes themselves, as like I'll take myself, as I was navigating this process, one of the things that I didn't really do was actually tap into my own coaches. And during my research for the the business plan that I wrote, I went and spoke with each of my coaches. I said, you know, why didn't this work? And what, what 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 didn't we do? What didn't we see? And what I learned from the coaches was that they were saying, Well, it's intimidating. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to call a random college and say, Hey, are you looking for a player? This is the type of player I have. That's one, it's a lot of work, but also it's it's tough to navigate. There are tons of college programs at all different levels and a lot of Athletes don't know about all of the different colleges and what they have to offer. And so for an athlete now, if you can come on and if you can get all your information in one place, which is what you can do on field level, and then you can actually start to rope on your references, which are your coaches, that starts the process of unlocking all of these opportunities because coaches will speak to other coaches. And on our platform, coaches are posting all the time, hey, here's a need that I have, or I'm looking for players that have these sorts of skills. And then... As your coach, you can get on there and say, hey, well, I have someone that fits that and they can send them back. And that coach to coach communication is just it just unlocks all the um, the right type of opportunities so that people can actually can actually find them.
1: Um, all right. So I don't want this to come off as, as cynical, but to incentivize the coach fleets who is that who mm-hmm. are then pushing the recruit to a college, are mm-hmm. they looking at it as networking opportunities to potentially move up in the coaching chains? How how do they kind of view using the service and being part of that ecosystem?
0: That's a great question. Uh, Early on, a lot of the feedback that I got was that um, we are never going to, you know, you're never going to get a high school coach to, um, to spend the time to, to have an athlete or to basically help an athlete. And I really pressed that. I said, you know, coaches are these, you know, really amazing people in our society that are coming in and, and oftentimes not doing it for the money. They're doing it to to give back and support. And they have a passion for sports. They have a passion for teaching young people. And so what I found was that these high school coaches, yes, they would come on and, and they'd say, you know, if an athlete says, hey, coach, do you think you could just, you know, write me an evaluation, be my reference? The yeah. coaches would say, absolutely, I'll do that. But at the same time, like you said, networking for coaches is really powerful, and so they're absolutely thinking about it. There are a lot of coaches that are happy with where they are, but they also have aspirations of taking their their skills to the top and seeing if they can find uh, you know another place to challenge themselves and another whether it's another level or moving on. Um, to another program that that might have uh, a change in geography or lifestyle, whatever it may be. Uh, Networking is a huge thing in in athletics, for sure.
1: Okay, so take me to the other side of it now. The school is looking to find best and brightest to join their programs. At USC, I'm sure they have access to a lot of football players because who doesn't want (laughs) to go play at USC and play football, but some of the other sports that you're talking about and and helping find athletes for, it probably isn't that simple. So can you kind of take me through what their processes are to try to find the players for their programs?
0: Yeah. So one of the, one of the major sort of key points that I made in this business plan that I wrote was that coaches will work with other coaches and will really tap into their networks. And it was one of the things that I really wanted to prove while I was at USC. And I had a really interesting story. I was the director of operations, which is not a glamorous job. You're dealing with a lot of sort of data and uh, operations and helping the team run smoothly but what i was really fascinated in is how we actually managed our database of, of recruits and so i had a day where a coach called in and i was sort of the gatekeeper picked up the phone he said hey i was wondering if i could speak to your recruiting coordinator i got a really great picture here i think um, you know, i just want to put him on the radar and so i went in and asked the recruiting coordinator, hey can i put him through and he said yeah sure threw it on speaker hey coach how you doing he's like hey you know i know you don't know me but we actually." We're at the same event, and we have a mutual friend in common. And it sort of he, he started off by just getting a little bit of a connection. And he said, "Look, I got an athlete here. His sister went to USC. It's from the Bay Area. Amazing pitcher. And I mean, he's in the low 90s now. He's, he's going to be a really great player. Now, probably has draft, you know, eligible, you know, potential here. But wanted to get him on your radar because he started talking about USC the other day, and he was wearing a USC sweatshirt." Mm. And so hung up the phone and the recruiting coordinator said, put them on the list. And this was a coveted list, about 240 or so athletes that were on this list in a whole database of probably 10,000, 12,000 at the time of just athletes that we had contact information about that we were you know, trying to get out to camps or trying to learn more about coveted list of saying, Hey, these are players that we like for these particular classes. And that particular class went from couple hundred players down to about 35 that we really pursued and offered to about 22 that ultimately said yes to us to 18 that showed up on campus huh. um for that particular class and so what what that what that sort of proved was that i was asking the recruiting coordinator so where's the trust there like how did you develop that he said well i the mutual connection that he had with me is actually a great guy and i'm going to call him and and see what what this coach is all about But it was more about he said for that guy he's not going to burn his reputation with me to send me some player that you know ultimately i would i would never trust him again if that athlete came in was throwing you low 80s and didn't have that potential that he was speaking about he's really putting his credibility on the line and you know i'll give him a shot and ultimately that coach became part of his trusted network of coaches and that's how they source a lot of their information so they reach out talk to coaches and coaches that ultimately will tell the truth
1: um, and let's talk about fit here um, you know with recruiting you go on visits you especially at big programs kids could be mm-hmm. from all over the country you know and there's a big change that's coming and they're 18 years old and I think sometimes it's hard for them to know where they want to be. Um, how do you help kind of navigate this idea of this kid is going to fit in this community and the coaches are going to be able to foster the kid in the same way?
0: Yeah, they, the athletes themselves, ultimately, they need to do some soul searching early on. Hey, what do I want to do? And, you know, you're, they, they might think about a major. They might think about their overall potential to go pro in a sport. Baseball is a really dynamic sport where athletes can go right out of high school or they go to a two-year college program and get drafted the next year after that or the year after that. Um, the, the athletes themselves, once they start to think about, okay, what is the vision that I have? And that's something that they can do with their coaches. They can talk about, like, what, what, do, we, what do we think we want to do here? Let's put together a plan. But ultimately, when they, when they find a, a school that has the right size, that has the right geographic location, that has the right major, um, then it's all about really learning about the dynamics of that team, this coaching staff. And when you start having those types of conversations, what I press on athletes to do, and what I help high school and club and junior college programs, what we would always tell them is, make sure that the athletes have a list of questions they can they can ask to learn about it. Hey, am I going to have an opportunity to compete early on? How do you think about you know you know players competing for positions, especially early on? Um, what what is what is the overall culture of the team? And as you learn that about the coaching staff, it's also really important to learn that about the current players. It's one of your best. You know, sources of information around what this you know um, you know what this team actually looks like is to talk to current players and talk to them. Hey, what's it like here? Um, you know, how is uh, you know how is it how is this team involved in the rest of the community? Whatever it may be, uh, those are all those are some of your best resources there. And to really just ask a lot of questions and, like you said, get out there and, and see the see the school, which has been a lot harder over the last um, you know year and a half, but uh, but really really important.
1: let's get into the big landscape shifting thing that's happening in college athletics which is name image and likeness um one i just in general working with schools working with kids i just want to hear initially your general reaction to this marketplace being open for athletes
0: i think that it was it's a long time coming and it was it seems to be moving rapidly and it's because you know all of a sudden there was this sort of push of like, look, now we're in the legal system. The the NCAA really had to make a move and basically said, yes, we're going to go down to the state level. And each state has different rules and each school and compliance office has a different format and how they're going to address this. And ultimately it creates a ton of confusion, I think for athletes, but also opens up the opportunities for athletes to go, um, to go make money and, it's a new world with how people are making money. There are people on TikTok that are, have massive following and those followings can translate to real dollars. It's the same with athletes. But I think some of the interesting things, and I think some of the things that I'm really excited about is that there is now a college tennis player that can actually throw a camp and can teach young athletes mm-hmm. and can make a little bit of money on the side. And that was previously not available at all. And those are, are really great moves. Um, because those athletes, uh, deserve the opportunity to go out and, and um, you know, s- spread what they've learned, um, to young athletes.
1: So, all right. From, from your perspective as a business model, how, how are you perceiving name, image, and likeness as you move forward with field level?
0: Well, field level at, at its core, it's, it's really the network. That's the foundation of, of the platform. And it's all of the, you know, your identity as an as an athlete or a coach, the connections that you're having, the messaging, the sharing, the posting, whatever it may be. But field level's mission is to make opportunities accessible to every athlete, athlete and coach, no matter where you are, where you're from. And so, for this, you know, recruitment is one. I guess you'd say marketplace where there is an athlete that's looking to. Showcase their talent. There are teams that are looking to find the right talent, and we're looking to help them find each other. uh, When there is reciprocated interest, and ultimately help them get in contact and let that contact um, expand to open up that opportunity. Name, image, and likeness brings about a brand new marketplace, and that marketplace is really exciting. Um, There are a flood of companies that are basically starting up to say, like, "Hey, let's help brands find athletes. Let's help brands understand the." impact that this athlete can have on spreading the awareness of whatever product they might have and help them find the right fit. What it also brings in is there are complexities that oftentimes these athletes might not understand. And so, like I said, one of the best things an athlete can do is speak to their coach about recruitment. Mm -hmm. Who is the person that's going to guide them about making these business decisions? And helping them select the right school, the right state, the right environment where they're going to be able to maximize their potential. But also it's the right fit for them as far as a playing opportunity. Uh, that's a whole different problem that, um, that I think we're going to see a lot of movement in. There are people that are going to start up. It's almost like a business manager. You know, they talked about, uh, being able to have agents involved in these, um, in these transactions, not agents in, in your, your sports, um, and your, your performance base, but but actually getting out and helping you find business opportunities that make sense, that fit your brand, and, and then all of the minutia that comes with basically starting a business and understanding um, tax implications. Yeah, and, and what it, there's a lot of complexity here, and it, it has shifted the recruiting landscape for sure. Yeah, I know it's not supposed to, but it definitely has.
1: Well, of course it's going to. I mean, and, and that's where yeah. I'm kind of that's what I'm kind of wondering, just from your perspective of being in the middle of seeing both sides of this. So I agree with you that, like, the tennis player who has a large following can make some money on the side and maybe do something else. There's a good example of the LSU gymnast who has a very large social media following, and she now is making money, you know, through brands because of that following. And, of course, the quarterbacks of major programs that have big followings are going to see advertising dollars come. But I look at other things like teams that are maybe a little under, you know, uh, undercovered. Um, take UCLA's gymnastics team where mm-hmm. they are doing things differently. They have viral moments. And I do wonder if there are brands that will look at a unit like that. And in turn, then they start recruiting more athletes that fit in their style of how they perform. I wonder if, they, if things are heading kind of in that direction.
0: I, I think what, what we're, what we're hearing a lot is that, you know, in the past, The way that brands were able to get their logo on athletes and get that sort of moment, like you said, that viral moment, USC gymnastics, for instance, and and saying like, "Hey, wow, our brand was associated with one of these amazing moments. In the past, it's all been working through the team and the coach. And now it's a shift. They can actually work through the athlete. And depending on the athlete's school, there are some schools that are going to say, well, our logo is our logo. and. If you're going to be launching a camp or a moment, it is really about you and your performance and has to be somewhat separate from our entity and our trademarks, whatever it may be. And so I think that what, what we're seeing from brands is that they're starting to look at, there's always going to be this desire to have these major contracts with the top tier talent, but there also is an opportunity to have more micro contracts and spread it around and figure out, Hey, this is an area or this is, this is someone has this type of following and we can go in and support her and she can make some money and she can help spread whatever, um, message that we have. Uh, I, I think there is a, a big shift coming. we haven't seen it as much, uh, or it hasn't, it hasn't gone like full fledged yet, but it's definitely starting and brands are starting to think more and more about these, um, yeah. smaller. Smaller contracts.
1: And for the athletes, you know, either way, the ones that have large followings, the ones that, that don't, but are all looking for scholarships and opportunity to play at these programs. Do you talk to them about how they put themselves out there in social media? Is that part of field level and how you present yourself to these programs?
0: What we talk about to athletes is really understanding that they have a brand. And that took place, you know, starting four or five years ago with the emergence of major social media and social media actually being a component that a college coach would look at. They'd start recruiting an athlete. Maybe they'd find a video, see them in an event, talk to one of their coaches. Well, now what they're doing is they're saying, okay, let's basically investigate this athlete and figure out if they're the right type of person for us. And that means speaking to their parents, to their coaches, speaking to the athlete themselves, but it also meant taking a deep dive into their social media and figuring out what are they saying? and what we were telling athletes just like you know my coach at usc told me mike gillespie is he was saying you never know who's watching every single practice there might be a pro scout up there in the stands that's watching you and seeing how are you reacting and it's the same thing that's happening online you never know who's watching and so to have that awareness especially from a young age um that's something that we try to educate the coaches on to actually spread that message to their athletes. Let me tell the athletes themselves, like that is a major component. They are going to be clicking on all of your social media links to figure out what are you saying? And so building that brand, or at least having awareness of it and understanding it from an early age, is something that uh, that's really, really important for the recruitment, but now even more important because brands um, feel the same way. They're looking at that and saying, what are they posting about? What are they saying? What are they liking? What are they retweeting? Um, Where is their alignment with our brand? Uh, And is there any misalignment? All
1: right, last thing, um, since we are a a tech show, I am curious about the tech part of this um, with you. And I think it falls in line with some of the other things we're talking about. People communicate with each other in a lot of different forums now. And I'm 48, so I wouldn't even have any kind of understanding of what it's like to grow up with the amount of technology that young people have now. So as you kind of navigate, Moving forward with field level, I would assume that being in the right communication paths is paramount to your business. So, how do you think about that as in the present and into the future?
0: Well, I think that from a from perspective of of field level, we're looking at um, part of field level's value is, are the members that are on the platform, and so giving them giving a user access to those members, whether it's through direct messaging and making sure that that is very snappy. The moment that that starts to fail, you. Um, the moment they move to some other medium, they're saying, well, let's just text or let's just message through some other platform. And so making sure that that process is is seamless is one side of it, but also making sure that when you're posting that you actually have some control on you know, where does this post go? Who's going to see this post? How do I actually push this post and get it out there to the right types of um, types of users? Because oftentimes we'll have someone on our platform that says, hey, look, I have something that I want to say. Or i have this opportunity that i want to spread around and how do i actually get that out there and make sure that the right people see it so from a technology technology standpoint for us we're constantly looking at data and making sure that the right people that would be looking for this opportunity or this post are actually getting alert of it in the right manner and um that's an easy, <laughs> easier said than done from a data uh, perspective but um Field level, part of the heart of field level is is the data uh, at the center of the network. All
1: right. I lied. I got one last thing I I meant to ask you about. I I meant to ask you about the pandemic. Um, This is a very weird year that we went through. Mm -hmm. A lot of sports didn't even happen. Uh, Could you Mm -hmm. just kind of tell us what the last year was like for athletes and coaches who were trying to find one another when a lot of games weren't even happening?
0: I think two major things that were takeaways uh, for me that that were surprising um one recruiting did not stop at all and we saw a flood of activity basically okay i can't be seen at a game well can i get my video on and we saw all of this new video people in the backyard throwing balls off of of, you know retaining wall and fielding it and getting that video in um people doing you know workouts in garages whatever it may be we saw a ton of that um and, and, and it didn't stop The the athletes were able to get recruited and were able to come on. The second thing that was really interesting is that athletics is incredibly competitive. And what we saw was that coaches actually started working together in ways that we had never seen before. We had a couple coaches come on doing basically roundtables, talk about, hey, what are you doing? Share best practices. We had college coaches that, that were saying, hey, because I couldn't have someone on, there was a local player that I had do a FaceTime tour with an athlete. And it allowed that athlete to get a little bit you know, more in depth with with a current player, but it also allowed them to go around and say, hey, this is this building. Normally, it would be packed with people. Hey, this is what the community looks like. This is what's going on. And coaches would say, oh, wow, that's a really interesting concept and take that back and start doing that um, themselves or learning new technology. We started coaches, like one coach um, on our on our, uh, our round table said, you know, I went and asked my current players, all right, how do I use TikTok? What is this? Give me an understanding of what's going on here because I'm going to have to dive into this and I need a little bit of, uh, of help. And so from a college end, people started sharing tactics and helping each other because yeah. it was really difficult. Um, from the high school side, we saw club coaches that are incredibly competitive going after the same players in the local area actually come together and say, hey, we have some athletes that are going to be graduating here. Should we band together and get them all out on the field at the same time so that they can actually get some visibility? and take some grounders or get into a gym or whatever it may be. And so the coaching community really bonded together and embraced technology, but also I think understood that this was going to be a really challenging year for athletes and that they needed to to help each other and actually learn uh, from each other, which is really amazing to see.
1: It's a really cool service. Thank you for taking so much time today. Brenton Sullivan is the CEO and co-founder of Field Level. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: On the next Future Sport Podcast, gaming is an exciting frontier in the battle for inclusivity.
0: So we were basically realizing with COVID that our operations globally had to be shut down for the safety and health of our athletes. You can imagine we are an in-person organization. It's all about sports and playing them on the field, being able to build inclusivity with unified partners and our athletes together face-to-face. That's what we do. Um, but understanding that we couldn't meet in public and we had to no longer have these events, it was really about how do we use digital and digital technologies and all of these platforms that are, we have many of our supporters already and potentially new supporters uh, congregating to start making connections with athletes um, online.
1: That's Priyana Nandi from Special Olympics, who are hoping that relationships with gaming platforms and exposure in the gamer world helps build their mission. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.